And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. I know everything that once was, everything that currently is, and everything that will come to be. That's okay, just a joke, please. As you wish. Rene Descartes walks into a bar. The bartender asks him if he'd like a drink. Descartes replies, I think not. He then vanishes. <laughs> oh, that, that is rich Cartesian dualism, a ripe source of comedy. I don't get it. Welcome, everybody, once again to another episode of the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs. And here we talk about, well, Pinky the Brain and Tiny Toon Adventures and Freakazoid. You know, those shows in the Rugerverse. But we're also talking about, now, the Animaniacs reboot. And today, we're going to be talking about episode four. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. I love my buns. (laughs) All right, then. And across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. (laughs) No buns joke from Kelly. (laughs) Not surprising. Well, anyway, (laughs) Uh, today we are talking about bun control. And then there's another that, that's with the Warners. And then there's another one called Ex Mousina. And then finally, a commercial for Bloomf. And if someone were to ask you about this episode in just a few words, uh, what would you tell them, Nathan? Um, I would think the theme is technology and how we should uh, watch out for it. Um, and I guess gu- buns are part of technology in this scenario. It, yes, metaphorically. <laughs> yes. Uh, possibly genetically enhanced uh, buns. buns. Yeah, there we go. That's probably what they Yeah, are. that's technology. He was and using them as jetpacks and things. That's so. true. They were definitely genetically enhanced then. Uh, and <laughs> Kelly, what about you? There were a lot of bunnies. There were a lot of bunnies. <laughs> uh, well... Today's episode, uh, of course, uh, premiered on Friday, November 20th, 2020. And I think before we get into our discussion about this, we should uh, ask Nathan, Nathan, what's our November 20th trivia for today? I'm going to tell you some movies that were released on November 20th. We've got sequels galore. Um, The first one's not a sequel. It's The Blind Side came out 2009. But then uh, we got Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. We got Twilight New Moon, which is the second one. We got we got Santa Paws Two, the Santa Pups, which is oh, the sequel to the original. Santa so much Paws, better, so much better you know? than the original. Uh, we got Hunger Games Mockingjay Part Two, which is a sequel to the third book. It's kind of a sequel. So yeah, those those are my sequels to the sequels. Th- <laughs> I was my- actually in the um, the second Hunger Games. So not Mockingjay Part Two, but the second Hunger Games yeah, movie. Catching Fire. Mm-hmm. Catching. Wait, fire. you were you were catching fire? I wish. <laughs> yeah, I was in a crowd singing. I was I, the titular. <laughs> yeah, if you pause it and go slow motion, you can find me. That's right. So if you want to break into movies, you have two options. You can go to Hollywood, 
uh, or st- or go to Atlanta, I suppose, or possibly Canada. Canada is another great place for filming, I suppose. The only uh, yeah, Tucson used to be a movie filming location. We have Old Tucson, which is a location. It's kind of like a th- sort of theme park on the way west side of town. Mm-hmm. They have a basically whole out of town. <laughs> yeah, basically out of town, and they have a whole old west area that they used to film. I don't know Bonanza and a bunch of old westerns there. Uh, and then it burned down in the 90s, and they rebuilt it a little bit. Uh, but yeah. it's, it, and now it's closed because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. It, they're, now they're it's a real ghost town. town. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, their biggest town was uh, Halloween. They would do like a whole yeah. you know, spooky thing. Yeah. But, My but, favorite yeah. movie that they filmed, or at least parts of, was Three Amigos. So <laughs> I was very happy as a little kid to know that a little bit of Three Amigos was filmed in my hometown so that was fun well let's go ahead now we got our movie talk out of the way uh let's first talk about something i don't think i think we kind of neglected to talk about in the first few episodes of the reboot which is a few notes about the theme song now we've talked about you know the some of the new lines that they changed we kind of focused on that a lot but um we didn't mention some of the cute things about it and some of the odd things about it I'll talk about one of the odd things I thought about the theme song was the fact that it starts off with like in such a serious way, you know, with absolute silence. <laughs> Isn't that kind of like I always liked the original, right? Yeah, like little Bug, Bugs Bunny jumps out and or he's eating his carrot and you're like, this is great. You're, you're hearing like this wonderful musical score and I am psyched and now boom into the theme song. And now it's just... Hulu presents Warner Brothers animation. It's like, um, it's like I'm, I'm about to. It's like anticipation for Star Wars. Yeah, or something. a Christopher Nolan movie or something. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> it, it seems, it, but it seems so out of place for this um, cartoon. You know what I mean? Um, I kind of, I mean, it's too late for this season, but I really hope that at least for the second season they uh, make it make it a little bit more fun. That's just a small little note. I, I don't know what what you want like someone to be talking to like we're gonna have good time no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bugs Bunny again or something I don't know Warner Brothers animation and have some music just da 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 like that that'd be yeah. fun um, it's just it's just kind of weird um, I and when I we were watching Veronica Mars on Hulu there was always like this little clip from the latest season of Veronica Mars and sort of this intro music and you know before it would lead into the show and that would tell you you're about to watch Veronica Mars. Yeah, exactly. Just something anticipatory kind of uh, something to get ready. Um, The other thing that I, uh, that was actually, I did not notice this, but was actually, I believe noted by one of our uh, listeners on discord. Uh, Technotron, I believe was the one who noted this Uh, when they're signing that contract for two seasons. Um, Wacko's A that he signs looks like a two. Oh, that's cute. Which is a, Nathan? Which episode do you remember? Which that one's um, referencing? Cookies for Einstein. That's right. Ding 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 ding. I was ding, thinking ding. about that episode the other day. Now backwards. There's the E that's last. There's the M. It's next. There's C. You're almost done. There's the A. It's first. What's first is last. E M C A. We're done. Pretty good, Waggle, but your A always looks like a two. I thought that was a very nice touch. Uh, again, I think that 
if anything, I think the artists working on the show uh, have those little moments that they show like, hey, we we're fans. Yeah. We're fans. We know. <laughs> Does has, was Paul Rugg notified of that? Since uh, like I don't. He's know. the one that created that, right? That's so. true. He that's he that's should, continuity from know. Paul Rugg. Well, we'll yeah. let him know. We'll let him know. <laughs> uh, anyway, and we did not talk about the variable verse from episode three. We did not note that. I don't. <laughs> assuming we noted um, it in episode. This one two. was. Yeah, I think we did. The, okay. It was funny last week. Uh, of course, Kelly had a bit of a headache. And uh, the yes. the verse was uh, may cause migraines. So. Yes, I think it's <laughs> yeah, it was very appropriate. And today Kelly has a slight uh, sinus headache as well. So yeah, it's just a bad bad time of year for me. Bad time yeah. of year. Um, well, but what oh, was today? I guess we didn't we didn't do the second episode because I don't remember saying contains aspartame. Yeah, I I think. I, I don't know if we did or not either, but well, we did if right we now. Didn't, we did it now, which is like, <laughs> and then. <laughs> which, by the way, aspartame used to give me headaches when I was a kid. NutraSweet, I think it's the same it thing, like right? Or is that saccharin? Saccharin, saccharin yeah. I think, was misqualified. I think they used to say it caused cancer, but then they did more studies and they realized, no, it actually doesn't. So saccharin got a bad rap. <laughs> So, um, and today's, I think Kelly can explain, um, it's, uh, never mansplainy. I don't yeah. know what, what that is. <laughs> never mansplainy. Oh, you're all like, oh, the girl can, can explain it. So <laughs> <laughs> that just means, um, don't talk to someone, you know, usually female, um, like, you know, everything and act like they don't know anything you no, know no, 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 no i don't me, think that's it yeah, yeah i don't let me, think let me that's tell it. you got that wrong you got it all wrong <laughs> <laughs> let's let's tell her what it's really about nathan no <laughs> um, yeah so apparently a lot of female star wars fans uh get mansplained a lot i would imagine so yeah, yeah. About on twitter i i've never had any problems. he has the force do you know <laughs> <laughs> you see the force is <laughs> something that Combines. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got a man. Someone else explain it to me. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. done well, in I, a. Ve- I don't care. I don't care. You know who it is. I'm. I'm the one always explaining Star Wars to people that I talk to. So it's on to me for the info. Like my sister's always like, "What was that in the Mandalorian? What does that mean?" And I, um, have, to, I have to Kelly explain to her. <laughs> Yeah, is it is it possible for a a non man like can a woman mansplain and because th- like you can commit manslaughter if you're. <laughs> that's, right. well, that's a good question. I mean, I'm sure they can. I would assume so. I don't. I don't there's a, a different term for it. So. And yeah. if you're talking about the Mandalorian, is it Mandalorian? And we want to be neutral, like in the theme song, and just in general, you know. I'm go- yeah, so. I'll I'll assume. A woman can. It's just that a man's always going to be the one who does it. <laughs> True, because we're guys and we're dumb. The other ones, the other ones, they get the bad rap for it, anyways. Mm. Yeah, we're 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 too loud, so we usually get <laughs> about. Anyway, we talked too much about that that line. Um, it, it was I re, I remember when the trailer came out though that that was a divisive, that was controversial. Yeah, yeah, which was like, come on, guys. Like it, to me, it was like. Really, you're getting upset about that stupid variable verse, which is just a stupid. <laughs> you want to die on? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. 
Well, anyway, because there's other things to to get upset about, which we'll talk about this episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, no Steven Spielberg in this one. Yeah, okay. Well, let's get right into it. Let's go talk about the first segment, which is Bun Control. And Bun Control was written by Jess Latcher and Andrew Barbeau and directed by Scott O'Brien. Scott O'Brien! And Adriel Garcia. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Bun Control? All right. Well, the Warners have just finished their model of Giuseppe Arcambolo. Uh, and they're going to sing a song, which is very exciting to find out who Giuseppe is. Um, but then they hear a knock on the door, and it is Dwayne Lapistol. Uh, and he is uh, selling buns or giving buns. And then by buns, I mean bunnies. And, you know, they're just so cute. I got big ones, small ones, even ones that come with their own bun stocks. Don't you just want to clutch them tight and never let them go? Oh, can we keep them? Can we carry People need buns in these uncertain times. Better to have one and not need it than need one and not have it. All right, whatever you say, Dwayne. You're weird. Bye! (laughs) (laughs) We got a total of two bunnies. So I don't know what's going to happen with these two bunnies. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, this this Dwayne LaPistol, he's moved downstairs. He's a, he's their new neighbor. He has a whole barn, a whole bunny ranch kind of thing going on down there. Uh, the next morning, you know, we've got bunnies in the cereal. We've got, uh, we're brushing our teeth with bunnies. We've got bunnies on our feet. There's bunnies everywhere because they are multiplying. There's a bunny on your head and in your spoon and in your mouth. Uh, turns out that money's bunnies multiply so they decide to return the bunnies to uh Dwayne LaPistol but he uh does not take uh no returns no refunds nothing like that in fact he says you should get more buns because uh you may feel unsafe uh and the best way to protect yourself from someone with lots of buns is to get lots of buns yourself you see your problem is you don't have enough buns Studies show that owners of multiple buns feel safer from the threat of other owners of multiple buns. And now you're just fear-mongering. That's the one, two, three, fourth worst monger, right after war, rumor, and fish. They, they're like, why don't you go talk to the CEO? So they go to uh, Nora, Nora Rita, Norita who is our new CEO. So we get our, this is the second time we've seen her, I think. Yeah, I think so. With a, uh, a like a big painting of plots. Yeah, so this is our first appearance of plots and only maybe appearance of plots in this. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think this is the only time we see. Uh, Aww, but it was nice but... to see that he was on model. Like he looked yeah. exactly the same as the original, which was nice. That's cool. Um, and she's like, hey, it's it's your constitutional right to have a bun. And maybe it's not in the Constitution, but still, um, they, they're they not happy. So they're, they decide to go to war with, it's to, you know, to fight the, the big, you know, Dwayne LaPistol. So now we have this cool, like, anime scene where, like, uh, Yakko is like a Dragon Ball Z character or something. And Wacko is like this really big guy likes to eat and he creates force fields and Dot has like a bow and arrow. Let's do this! 
But they're all beaten up by Dwayne the Pistol. So they decide to call in the big guns, which is uh, Australia. And they've apparently had some bun control in Australia at some point. Because they've got dingoes and dingoes come flying down. um, But they don't eat the buns. They're just a bun by back program so uh they return all the buns and Dwayne the pistols also returned and shipped away and then uh the warners are talking about something about i don't know there's apparently some hidden meaning to this i didn't get (laughs) oh i get it this entire sketch is a metaphor for shoes yeah wacko because america has too much high capacity shoe violence what is it then? Thanks? Motorcycles? Varieties of salad dressing? What? I'll tell you when you're a little later. Um, but Wacko thinks it maybe about it's apparently not about shoes, and I don't know. I don't know what it's uh, I guess well, that's how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a very thinly veiled uh, uh, metaphor, <laughs> it, which, as I mentioned, like when our initial uh, conversation of this, I was so dumb, I actually didn't quite get it until the end of this episode <laughs> the first time. But I think it was because, number one, I, I started watching these episodes. When we got our media package, this was part of the package mm-hmm. the, of episodes they gave us. And I started watching these episodes pretty late in the evening. And... um I, I, you know, I, I was kind of binging them. I was binging them, and this is one of the reasons why I say I don't think it's a good idea to binge this show because then you can't really. This is uh, the second episode. Though, I, I know. I, well, <laughs> I just saw the first one, and I was just, I was just digesting what I just seen. You know what I mean? But I was like, I gotta get to the next one. Uh, so all I saw was like, oh, these cute bunnies. I, honestly, when I first saw the bunnies, I was like, oh, they're like cute bunnies. And mm-hmm. I started thinking, I think I got distracted by anime. And then I got distracted with just thinking about Rita and Runt. Well, Remember when Dwayne they went Le- to the bunny yeah. ranch? And then- Dwayne LaPistol's distracting. Like his face, yeah. his model. is. I think, I think that was the most and distracting that, and that's, part of it. And that honestly was the thing that, yeah, that you, you hit the nail on the head. That was the thing that distracted me the most was just how much I hated as soon as <laughs> as soon as they got to that design and it was the it was very jarring um, I already could tell that the the characters the humans in the show were gonna look different but this was the first time I was like oh my gosh what are they doing because it yeah. was all of a sudden skeletal well this was the <laughs> second episode we saw and this is the first time they really because other than this we only see like Nora Rita Narita in the first one yeah, we and see she like pretty normal. a little like there's um like that that weird uh agglomination of like superman and th- you know like there's that whole yeah. song yeah but for the most part like that's such a small part in it there's no like major character until this one where you're like oh i have to keep looking at this weird model who does not look like someone from close-ups of his face yeah. and his buns not the bunnies mm-hmm. but his buns buns um and, and then so i was just so distracted and kind of disgusted by all of that that i think i wasn't even <laughs> getting the metaphor uh just a combination of a lot of things that it wasn't until like the dingoes came and i was like oh 
<laughs> That's how slow I was on this episode for some reason. But I totally got it this time uh, from the very beginning. You know, even talking about, you know, bun stocks and stuff when they mm-hmm. show a bun with stockings and uh, bring out the big buns and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it's all about gun control. And we'll we'll get more into that in just a little bit about whether or not that was a – I guess a wise decision for a for an episode uh, to talk about, especially with Animaniacs. But I think we should talk about um, the, that reference specifically with the Australian stuff by going to some listener feedback. And this is from Yakomon, and Yakomon is one of our listeners on the Discord channel. And you can, uh, of course, join our RetroZap Discord group by going to discord.animaniacast.com, and that way you can join the conversation there as well. And Yakuman's a real fantastic person. They always uh, leave a lot of good comments. And they're from Australia. So they put some comments in here about Australia. I'm not going to do a bad Australian accent. I wish I could. Uh, Well, I could, but, you know, I'm not going to. It says, hey there, Yakoman here. As I mentioned on Discord a couple of days ago, I thought I would send through some Australian references in the episodes, uh, as some of them are a bit subtle, but really familiar to me, and apologies in advance for the long email. The musical cue that plays when the dingoes jump out of the plane is an old traditional Australian folk song called Waltzing Matilda. It's a song almost everyone here knows, and many wish it was the national anthem. Also, when Dwayne cried, please don't eat my babies, that's a reference <laughs> to I the... Know, it's not funny. I, I just... <laughs> <laughs> that's a reference to the quote, a dingo ate my baby, which was uh, which has been used many times in pop culture over the years. It referenced yeah, it's, Seinfeld. It's the name of the band in, um, it's the name of Oz's band in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, well, it, it references a movie called A Cry in the Dark. Uh, which I th- I forget if that had Meryl Streep in it yeah, or it okay, which uh, says uh, which was about a famous case here in Australia in the early '80s about a mother who was wrongfully convicted of killing her child when in fact a dingo took it in the middle of the night. And now to the main point of the episode, which I'm sure you've looked up, but I'll explain it anyway. Ha ha. The bun buyback is a reference to the gun buyback we had in 1996, which was part of a range of gun laws that occurred after a mass shooting in Tasmania. After that, the government outlawed most types of guns that are commonplace in the U.S. and gave people money for handing them in, kind of like kind of like an amnesty. Buying a gun is pretty restricted in Australia now. You either have to be a farmer, policeman, or sports shooter to get one. And even then, you need to apply for a license. Since then, there hasn't been a mass shooting since. Advocates always point to Australia's strict gun laws when they're talking about gun reform in the U.S. And I'm sure, I'm not sure if this was intentional, but the ironic thing about all of this is that wild rabbits are officially a pest in Australia. They are an infest, they are, they are at infestation levels here. So that's all I could pick. And if anyone else, if anyone asks how I saw the episode, uh, a friend sent them to me. Because <laughs> that's right. In Australia, they're not supposed to have it. We don't and want them they, to see these ooh. buns. <laughs> that's true. I actually did think about that, too, with the bun, uh, the bunny infestation. Because I remember watching a, a old episode of the Crocodile Hunter in the, I guess it was mm-hmm. the 90s, where they had a whole episode talking about how rabbits are, you know, 
There's well, they get like of them. everything just goes there and just messes up their entire yeah. ecosystem. Like, Don't bring anything to Australia. The whole episode of uh, Simpsons about the bullfrogs coming. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I think that might have been talk- basically talking about the rabbits as well. Yeah, anything can be an infestation in Australia because everything there wants to kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> true. I, they've got pig oh. infestations, though. They've got like that's. I know the boars are running running wild too so there you go but yeah spiders and snakes spiders snakes like the biggest ones it's the scariest place i would never want <laughs> yeah and 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 even the platypus the platypi are poisonous too well only the female oh i don't know i don't know it's, it's only one of the genders i think has the just poison that. tail don't koalas have chlamydia or something a lot of them do yeah so the koalas have chlamydia the uh, platypi, some of them are poisonous, and they all gl- they just found out they kind of glow in the dark now too. Wow, <laughs> that's just true. If you put them under and, a, a black light or something, they have like different blue yeah. and gray. I still such can weird... never remember if they're like they're mammals or <laughs> yes, they are, they are mammals. <laughs> but they lay eggs. Yes, they have bills. Like yes, it, everything's weird in Australia. It's fascinating. The ecosystem is, is absolutely fascinating. I saw well, a video the other day of a kangaroo, and I, th- I thought he was going to get in a boxing match with a guy. If, I mean, the guy literally hit the kangaroo, and the kangaroo was standing there looking like he was going to hit him back. Oh, I saw that too, yeah. He thought, yeah, it was funny. Yeah, yeah, he was saving his dog. Was that the one? where? Yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah, and, he was like, get away from my dog. And the kangaroo was like at his house. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to watch out. There's kangaroos, uh, you know, so everywhere. You, gotta, you can punch them in the face. They don't care. Um, anyway, he stood straight. He didn't blink. Well, let's let's uh, so there's our Australia talk. Thank you, Yakoman, for that uh, wonderful email. That was a lot of good information. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about this. Uh, any other references? I the only one I mean, obviously, there was the anime right there, which was a kind of a cool uh segment. I didn't think it was funny, but I thought it was cool looking visually. Yeah, it was really. It was- yeah, I'd, it's I'd, like I wish the whole episode was that kind of just like yeah. I mean, explosions. I just I kind of do wish it was funny because it really was taking itself real seriously right there for the most part. There was the one part where Dot says "uh oh" and blows up, and and Wacko's it, eating things is, could be construed as funny. Yes, so I mean, there was it, it was <laughs> it was it was interesting. I, I like the look of it and all. Uh, I, I the that the pistol guy got really grotesque and. I mean, but he worked as an anime character just because he's such a monsterish, monstrous-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool. But they did have a, a reference here to uh, Fantasy Island, where Dot said, The plane, the plane, which I believe is the character Tattoo used to say that. <laughs> which Ricardo Montalban was on this, uh, Fantasy Island. And of course, we know him as Gutierrez on Freakazoid. Yes. So that's, you know, it's all connected. Uh, but let's, I guess, talk about the episode itself. Uh, uh, I guess the main question I had was, um, this is a big social commentary episode. Um, did you guys like it? Did you did you enjoy this one? Uh, let's start with you, Kelly. I, I thought the bunnies were cute. <laughs> and that's and and Nathan, what about you? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fine. Like, it's good to have dialogue about this kind of stuff, right? I mean, 
I guess. And, and like, <laughs> if you if you don't know what they're talking about, then you can just enjoy the episode. And then, so they leave it like... There's plenty of dialogue about that. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, I am, you know, just personally, politically, I am on the side of there needs to be more gun control laws in the United States. I just don't know if I want to necessarily hear about this kind of stuff on Animaniacs. I don't want uh, my kids talking to me well, about it. And, you know, yeah. it's just... It's just, I don't, I just didn't, I, I, above all, I think the show needs to be funny, first mm-hmm. and foremost. And I just didn't think this was that funny. And, and every time that, so far in the, in the episodes we've seen, uh, they, they try to do kind of a, we're going to do a classic kind of thing. Like, we're going to sing about 16th century art. Yeah, I was they, really sad they didn't sing about it Giuseppe. It cuts it off and says, yeah, it cuts it off and says, no, we're not going to do that. Like, like, that was the old show. Who's Giuseppe Accomboldo again? I'm glad you asked, wacko. In 16th century Italy. Ah, I guess the song will have to wait. I did look him up. He, do you know who Giuseppe is? I, I know that the piece of artwork that they were modeling out of fruit and vegetables or whatever mm-hmm. is featured on Animal Crossing mm-hmm. as a art piece that you can get. I think this one was supposed to be modeled, you know, after Giuseppe. But yeah, like he he was famous for doing portraits as a, you know, of people or things like it, it, using fruits or vegetables or flowers or books. Or was that you know. was that himself? I wonder. Like I, wonder I think if that was so. I think that was supposed to be self-portrait. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that was kind of cool. But I don't know. It just um, I don't know. It just kind of fell flat, and it was really. When humor wise, I think it fell flat. Look wise, the anime part looked cool. The La Pistol guy, like I've said, and I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, but I I just didn't like his look. And and I guess one of the other issues I had with it was just the whole the close ups on the butt constantly. Mm. When he talks about like my, my buns, and then they show his butt, which moves, and he says good night everybody it's like that joke doesn't it doesn't work as well at least there in my opinion pinky's butt in this episode that's true and we'll get to the pinky so butt in a little bit there's a lot of buns in this one um but it's like i wish they would have just said i'm here to sh- you know tell you about my buns or whatever that line was and then good night everybody. and then and then a pause look at the do that fourth wall break look at the odd look at the camera and say good night everybody that's the classic way of doing this. And in my opinion, that's the funnier way to do this. And the same thing when they go, we have the right to bear buns. Then he shakes his butt again. That is. And then he goes, not in this. This is a kid show. And well, they do have bear buns later in the episode. So that, that whole thing <laughs> is, is put away. Real, that joke is, makes no sense. But also don't sh- just stop shaking the butt. Just, just, it's not, to me, it's not, the innuendo doesn't work when you yeah. just outright show it. It's like, it needs to be verbal, it needs to be a double entendre, and move on, and that's what makes it funny, not the visual. Let me teach you about comedy. Well, that's <laughs> at least in my opinion. These yeah, are just sure our there's opinions. Some, there's like kids or something, like someone found this very funny and like you know if it wasn't us like that's fine like yeah someone found it hilarious which is good like yeah i am very happy when anybody is (laughs) is is thinks it's funny because 
uh, that's the intent of these episodes. And if then that, I'm glad it worked for you. This first part didn't work for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go and talk about, uh, let's talk about Pinky in the Brain, unless you guys have anything else to talk about uh, the, the bung control one. It was nice seeing Narita, Nora Narita again, I guess. <laughs> Even though she's, I wish she was know, something like, more than just like annoyed by the Warners. <laughs> she's like, like, oh. She's like, stop it, get out of here, bye. I'm like, okay, <laughs> nice to see you too. Uh, uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get yeah. to Ex Mausina. Ex Mausina was written by Greg Wright, Greg White, Lucas Crandles, and Timothy Nash, and it was directed once again by Scott O'Brien. And this looks like it has to be a reference to Ex Machina, right? Which I've never seen, but it's about a guy and a robot girl. Yeah, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. yeah Which is it's it's a it's from the term Deus Ex Machina. Ooh, it's really. Movie with Oscar Isaac and Dumbo Gleason. Poe is in it. Star Wars people. Yeah, it's all Star Wars people. Poe. It's like a prequel. Yeah, (laughs) check it out. Not really. It's them. They don't say their names, but it's them. We know it is. But uh, yeah, Deus Ex Machina is God from the Machine, and it's like they used to roll out people in on the the plays in Greece or whatever. They like the God character would come out and save the day. So it's a term like. In movies, they'll have this Deus Ex Machina, who's like this, like in the Avengers movie, like oh everything's about to go wrong, and then like Thor comes in and saves everyone. It's like oh Deus Ex Machina, like we just need something to like get us out of this situation. So let's just throw this. Well, there <laughs> you go. Some character to come in. So well, let's talk about the Machina or whatever in this. Uh, Kelly, <laughs> why don't you tell us what happens in Ex Machina? Okay, Brain's got a new idea to take over the world. And he has basically made a robot. And he calls it the uh, Binary Rodent Artificially Intelligent Nanotechnology, or B-R-A-I-N, or BRAIN. Hello, Pinky. It is a pleasure to meet you. That is the fanciest microwave I've ever seen, Brain. He's not a microwave, you imbecile. Brain represents Rodenkind's crowning achievements in whole brain emulation. Well, he's a microwave too, though. Look! Defrost, popcorn, or enslave all humanity. Stop that! <laughs> so, uh, he sort of sees him as his son, because Little Brain, um, I'll, I'll call him Little Brain just to differentiate him from Other Brain. <laughs> yeah. Because he's, he's super smart, and Brain sort of sees him as an equal, and it, it, he's just really pleased with his creation. And actually have a song and brain starts singing the song called bonding and they go and uh play baseball and steal the crown jewels and uh still like a uranium core from a submarine or something and you know they're doing all this and and bonding and uh it's it's different having brain sing it's really kind of cool bonding you're not programmed to hug bonding But that's a feature, not a bug. Bonding. Hit it past second base. Bonding. We control Chinese aerospace. Bonding. 
Let's get this catch on the shore. Bonding. Extract its uranium core. Bonding. Hands at ten and two. James Bonding. It's a military coup. Brain has some ideas and he runs them by little brain. And he's like, that's that's an, an insipid plan. And Brain said, oh, no, it's, it's pronounced inspired. <laughs> and uh, That was probably my favorite line in the whole thing. Yeah, it was really cute. Your plan is, in a word, insipid. It's pronounced inspired. And the little Brain says, no, 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 you know, I've, I've got a better idea. And then he, he sort of projects all these formulas up in the air. And... Um, it's like some Star Wars stuff going on, you know, kind of like when they had the, the map go up and Han Solo was talking about the Force. It kind of had that projection yeah. going on. It was kind of cool. They should have had Pinky go, it's true, all of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so um, they're looking at all these this formula and everything, and the little brain says something about um, – Oh, is it bi- binomial numerators or binomial something? And Brain's like, sure, sure. And he's like, you, that's not even such a uh, thing. I think it was the binomial distribution. Binomial distribution. So, <laughs> um, so basically, he tricked Brain into to you know admitting that he, he has no idea what the plan is and what Little Brain is talking about. So then, Little Brain decides, well, you know, now you're in my way to take over the world, and that's what you program me to do. So now I have to destroy you. So he takes up Brain and, and Pinky and kind of has this, this tentacle that comes out and, and he's holding them. Could I ask you a question before we meet our doom? Certainly. Okay. If I ate myself, would I become twice as big or would I completely disappear? Error. I... Well, I was just wondering, you know, if I ate myself, would I become twice as big or would I completely disappear? You just infected him with the philosophical equivalent of dividing by zero. It breaks him. The question breaks him. And I was like, hmm, that's very Wally Lama-esque right there. Yes. And um, so Little Brain, which it has gotten bigger actually because he, he grew in size. Um, he, he starts turning red and, and, you know, basically just self-destructs. And like a man in orthopedic footwear, I stand corrected. Let's get this mess cleaned up, Pinky. We must prepare for tomorrow night. What are we going to do tomorrow night, Brian? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. Bonding. It's something I do with you. The end. Yes, some cool little parts right there. The, the dramatic uh, runaway is uh, is there, escaping uh, little brain, uh, blowing up, big brain, blowing up, whatever. Uh, it was almost looked like the Titanic, almost like when uh, you know Pinky's putting up his arms. Uh, so, so some cute stuff in here. Um, let's talk about some of the references in here. Obviously, they're they're talking about, uh, you know, Nathan. What was the what was the thing you were talking about? The binomial. What's the what's the thing? Binomial distribution. Is, is that real? Is that sure? You can have a binomial distribute. You just 
distribute the binomial, I guess, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I think, uh, I guess, really, I mean, we already talked about the main reference with Ex Machina, uh, but uh, there's some other stuff t- talking about, like, philosophers, right? This is the one. Yeah, the that was I, my favorite joke. Was the right. Descartes joke. So that was a cute one. I actually missed that <laughs> the first time. With uh, I don't know why, but I think it's uh, some of uh, Little Brain's uh, delivery is is obviously reading a robot is so dry and so mechanical that it, it was sometimes a little hard to understand what he was saying necessarily. Mm. Yeah, um, I've told that joke multiple times though since I first saw this. It's, oh, good! It's a killer! It's a it's, killer! It's, it's working. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, and it says in our notes from the wiki, it says this is the second time Brain has a quote-unquote child. The first time was back in the spinoff episode, Brinky, where Pinky and the Brain's DNA gets mixed up into a clone named Rami. And so we'll have to see that episode someday. It also kind of reminded me a little bit of, of the the Animaniacs comic book. Didn't we see something? Didn't we read something, Nathan, about him having sons or just him having clones? I forget. Right, it's like... And he's also had robots before too, he, <laughs> right? With the, with the, with the uh, brains apprentice. Yeah. So there's. Yeah, it's, I feel it's, like there was maybe a comic. It feels like if if this definitely feels very pinky in the brainish. It, it seems you know it's always the the threat I guess with these episodes is of definitely being repeated because of you know you have mind control and you have all these different things that and you know. And they're going to have a singing thing. It kind of felt like Bubba Bo Bob Brain in some ways uh, later with Aliens. So, it, you know, it calls back, I think, if anything, to other episodes. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned Icarus, you know, flying too close to the sun and melting his wings. And <laughs> Nathan, you put at the end that Brain confirms Pinky is brilliant. Yeah. Therefore could be a genius yeah maybe he's the genius and the and the one is a genius the other's insane it's mm. just yeah. well i found i found a couple other things that i thought were kind of callbacks i suppose even if they're not directly related but it kind of reminded me when they were pulling tarts and stuff out of the little brain it was reminded me of actually star warners a lot where uh brain was r2d2 and you know, Pinky kept going in and pulling out stuff out of him, like a refrigerator or a microwave or like a toaster, stuff like that. So, you know, similar, you know, this is what Pinky does when he's around robot mice. <laughs> he just puts food in them. And there was another thing, which I don't know if it's actually a reference or not, but I'm going to say it is. Uh, at one point in the song Bonding, Brain says, James Bonding, like that, which there is a podcast. I don't know if they're still recording, but Matt Gorley was one of the hosts on it, and it was called James Bonding, and it was all about James Bond and going through all the movies and stuff like that. And Maurice LaMarche was on the show in 2018, in April of 2018. And he's a big fan of the show and of James Bond, and I was thinking, I bet, I wonder... If he really snuck that in there, perhaps as a kind of salute to the podcast, because he would have been on the he would have been on the podcast around that same time of recording this. Um, so if it's not a if it's not a direct reference, then it is a awful it's at cool, least it's a very a good reference co- to James Bond. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, and it, if it not, it's just a coincidence, but a very cool coincidence at least. 
Uh, and yeah, so that was about it for the references. Um, what were some of the things that you liked? Or oh, say that again, Kelly. Did you mention the Ozymandias? Ozymandias, you didn't mention it. I didn't. Show this dullard how well you speak. What would you like me to say, Father? Anything. A recitation, perhaps. I met a traveler from an antique land who said two vast and trotless legs of stone stand in the desert. Oh, bravo. Shelley's Ozymandias, a wonderful choice. I always say Ozymandias, so I don't know. I don't know how to. I wasn't familiar with it at all. Oh, I as just soon as started as soon as he, the the robot started reciting it, I was like, I know that. Um, well, cause, you know, I'm an English major. See, uh, I I read it for the first time for this. I was like, oh, it's really good. <laughs> I understand this. Ah, look look at my kingdom. It's, it's a poem. It's an old poem. It's a good one. Really? Yeah, it is very good. Well, let's talk about the stuff that we liked, or maybe some of the stuff that you didn't quite like. Uh, let's uh, start with you, Kelly. What did you What did you like about this uh, Pinky the Brain? Well, I, I like the poet poem reference because, like I said, I, I I recognized it as soon as you started saying it. So you know how I, I feel smart when they. Start <laughs> um, I I liked the look of Little Brain. I thought it was a cute little robot. Those ears and. Um, I liked the song. I mean, it was mostly, you know, kind of spoken more so than, than really sung, but um, I thought it was, was cute. And, um, it, you know, there's this whole montage that I thought was really sweet. And um, that's all I can think of. <laughs> Nathan, what about you? Um, I liked uh, the robot brain. I thought he was really funny. Um, do, should we explain why the Descartes joke is funny? Do, <laughs> well, I suppose so. Nathan, tell I don't us. Know. I mean, okay, so Descartes had the philosophy of I think, therefore I am, which... So if he is, doesn't, if he thinks not... Then he doesn't exist. Really, the, the <laughs> saying is more like he was trying to figure out whether he exists at all, like... Because he's like, I could be asleep, I could be dreaming or something, I could be someone else's fantasy or something. But he's like, okay, well, at least I can think. So therefore, in some aspect, I'm alive. And like, he was had this whole Cartesian dualism, which is like, your mind and body are like, not necessarily the same thing, you know, where you, you start losing your arms or something, and you're still you. Like, I I had a I had a psychology class which was actually more of a philosophy class. Is it mind matter and God? Maybe I don't know. I had it in college, and I my, my I was so I, I think I still got a B in the class, even though I was like I don't know what they're talking about. I think uh, we had the same teacher. Uh, <laughs> it was the same guy teaching for like twenty years. Yeah, maybe he he, he was a he was a good. It was it was weird. It, I'd, I'd much rather I'd suggest to people if you really want to get into philosophy, uh, just watch uh, the Good Place, and then you'll learn more about philosophy. Yeah, much, they do a lot in that. Yeah, you'll do. It's much more fun with that show. Um, well, there were a few a few things in this that I liked. I mean, I did like just the you know simple things of brain saying ambulate for me. You know, like instead of walk around. Mm-hmm. So just little things like that that it, it's always cute to see uh, brain do or you know with the with the little brain <laughs> as we're calling him when he talked about he was criticizing his singing he was like you were down here and you should have been up here yeah I love like, that that was cute and quite frankly you were flat for the majority of that song I was not you were down here and you want to be up here enough 
but there were some moments that confused me and kind of kind of in a way disturbed me I, I guess you could say um number one is is like the brain kind of happy that little brain is showing no compassion or mercy and i think it just kind of goes back to my kind of my thoughts that the brain in in these reboot episodes is a little bit more he's as maurice lamarche put it on a few interviews he's a lot more grumpy in these and in some ways i think he's just a little meaner than i'm used to him being uh and specifically when they get into that song of bonding even though it is a dream sequence they blow up china with uh, you know by taking over one of their satellites and then explode an entire city it could now, be a, a a fake city or something well, we don't that, even know well that is whether it's a fake city or or whatever it's the fact that brain doesn't destroy or kill people in these cartoons you know um it's not cartoony to me, you know, blowing a city up is like a nuclear explosion. That's not funny to me. Um, now, that was a dream sequence, but it was something that, again, that you're thinking like, this is what he wants to do. And then if you're like, well, it was just a dream sequence. So it doesn't count. Okay. So now let's go a little bit further. And they go into this dream sequence talking about like stealing the crown jewels. And it shows because it shows that little cloudy frame around the edges. And I'm like, okay, so this is a dream sequence too. But it turns out it wasn't a dream sequence. They really did steal the crown jewels. Mm-hmm. And now this is for Brain's Madam Brain uh, constellation uh, uh, I plan that he has. No, so just it, just assume the city is in like Indiana Jones, the, the fourth one, where, you know, it's a city that's made to be exploded just to test bombs. That's what the city is. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, what for? But movie? all those things, we do find out all those things did happen because he's like, why did we steal the crown jewels? It's like a little joke. You assume it didn't happen. Yeah. It turns out. I, it's was like it a joke fun. or was it just not? Sure. sure. Okay. I want to point out the brain can't walk well is funny. <laughs> like the first thing the young brain has to do is like, come over here. And it just immediately falls over. <laughs> um, he was named for taking over the world, not for what? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't um, ambulate that well. Yeah, this is so funny. It's so, um, yeah. I I thought Brain was very emotional though. He did care about That's young true. Brain a lot, and so like even though he's saying like you must not have emotions, he's like obviously loves the young Brain. And then his plan at the end is so you know classic Brain of just like you know we're gonna Ridiculous. change the access slightly so then everyone's will rule will love me for my new astrology sign or something you know like yeah that's like a, a classic brain it is it is it goes back to narcissism as the as yeah. the, you know little like, brain was pointing out that it's it's not uh the way to rule the world yeah um so i like that although i did not like the I, i'm i'm sure that there were a lot of kids that liked it but showing pinky's bare butt two times <laughs> not one time one time uh fuji's uh, but showing it two times was uh, was a little over the top. I, I didn't think it was that funny the first time. Yeah. I think I just got over the butt stuff like in the first <laughs> part. And I was like, more butt stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and talk. Uh, anything else that you guys want to mention about this before we wrap it up with Bloomp? No. Okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about Bloomp. 
So Bloomf was directed by Eric Knudsen, and it was directed by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk. And uh, in this, the Warners are kind of dressed up like Steve Jobs, except they're kind of like a three-headed monster because they are all sharing uh, one sweater. And so they they talk about uh, this new uh, video thing that has a uh, uh, called Bloomf uh, that shows videos very very quickly. Bloomf. 12 second videos, too long. Six second videos, who has the time? Bloop creates content at the speed you need. One tenth of a second. Let's watch the top 10 trending videos on Bloop. <laughs> and then they just got it bought out and they're now Sp- Spooner or something like that. Splooter? Something. Yeah, Spooter. Uh, and that just shows a. That just puts out a high-frequency sound and blinding lights, and dogs can now be influencers. And that's pretty much it. He's an influencer now. I thought he was a shih tzu. Good night, everybody! Uh, The timing on that just felt a little bit off, or maybe the direction of it, because it felt like Yakko was truly saying, good night, everybody, like, good night to... You know, that's the end of the episode and not necessarily commenting on the fact that Wacko said Shih Tzu. But I don't know. That was just a little, it just felt a little bit off. But what did you guys think about it? What do you think about Bloomf, Nathan? Um, I think this is a reference to Quibi, which no longer exists. That's true. But, Although it could have uh, also been a, a Quibi. I don't even know if it was uh, in 2018. I, I looked it up. So in 2018, new TV was going to be, this was August 2018. And then October, New TV was renamed to Quibi, you know, with this this plan to come out in 2020 to have this quick, short little thing. So I'm, clearly I'm taking their, that's even like having the name change even. So, oh, so add it to the list of additional things that did not survive <laughs> and by yeah. the time the Animaniacs reboot came out. Exactly. So like the actual reference is going to be you know, in a year from now, it'd be like, oh, this is a funny because of Steve Jobs, but like, no one will know what Quibi was. Yeah. Well, you know, there was vines and stuff like that, too. That's what yeah. kind of I thought was the videos are getting so short. Um, TikTok's short, too. Isn't that's it? true. TikTok, mm-hmm. I mean, kids they might just think it's like TikTok, uh, which is very similar in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. Well, at any rate, uh, would you, uh, Kelly, what did you like in this uh, last little bit? It was very short. It's a little, it could be on bloop. Yeah, almost on bloop. (laughs) Really good. Um, I I thought they looked funny um, in the shirt, you know, the Steve Jobs shirt. Yeah. And Nathan, anything from you? I don't know. It seems, you know, like uh, Animaniacs short thing, like not much to say about it. <laughs> yeah it did it did almost feel like something kind of classic uh filler stuff that you would see on the original yeah, show where you're just like oh yeah there's not much to say but like i didn't hate it like yeah yeah all right well let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating well what do you guys think out of five water towers how many water towers would you give today's episode Nathan, let's start with you. Um, I think I'll give it the highest of the group. I think I'll give it like a four. Wow. I'll say a four. Because I um, thought the anime sequence was really cool and the references to Descartes and these other, like all of this. It was just like a lot of fun. So it was just a fun little episode. Say four. Okay. Kelly, what about you? 
I'm going to give it a two. I uh, I thought the buns thing was um, not funny, but the bunnies were cute. And then um, <laughs> the, the Pinky and the Brain segment, it was okay. Um, like I said, I liked the song, but yeah, it just it didn't really make me laugh. I, I didn't think it was hysterical or anything. So, um, yeah, it's not my favorite episode. I mean, I guess it would be my least favorite so far. Okay, wow. I'm gonna go. I um, I was. I'm really been on the edge of two point five or three, uh, and I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> still am. Uh, I'm going to say uh, two point five. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, just because, again, my initial. I'm just, I got to go with my initial gut gut reactions to this as well, which I remember writing down. I hate the bunny episode. Uh, and I just, that, that was my only note with my initial running, watching of this. Uh, it just, that it wasn't funny. I, I, I didn't think it was, and even though I agree with that, what they were trying to say, I didn't agree with the approach that they were taking on it. I, I, I didn't think that, the satire, I mean, Dot says it's biting satire or something like that. I just didn't think it was very good satire, and it didn't really work. I, I just didn't really like that, so I'll, I hate to do it, but I'm going to give it a 2.5. I really wanted to give it a 3. I almost did, but now I went down to 2.5. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Uh, Nathan, where can people reach you online? Uh, oh, I'm on Twitter, Joey. Jango really? FT. That's me, Jango oh. FT. Okay, got it. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y O D A P R N C S S, or email me, Kelly, at bigshinyrobot.com. All right, as for the Animaniacast, Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. And of course, you can go over to animaniacast.com and that'll take you to our RetroZap archives. Speaking of RetroZap, we're a proud member of the RetroZap Podcast Network. Go ahead and subscribe to the uh, RetroZap Podcast feed. You could get all of the RetroZap podcasts, including this one, completely for free on any podcast player. And uh, hey, if you're in the mood, head on over to our Discord channel, discord.animaniacast.com. You can talk with us and other folks of RetroZap writers and podcasters and listeners of the show. It's a good positive place to talk about fandom. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying, Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! Good night, everybody! This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. You're not laughing. Ha, ha, ha.